look good today. You look beautiful on it. Right now, say, I look beautiful. Now. I'm sexy. I'm sexy and I know it. That was it. Broke it down. Hello, we're live. I'm Andy. I'm, I'm <laughs> Jalen. We're the midwives of Holistic Heritage Chamber. Also Shauna, but she's with the, the client right now visiting. So, oh, there she is. Um, I don't know. Oh, we're the midwives of Holistic Heritage Home Birth. Oh! <laughs> we're in. We're in, kind of. You're going to have to move your head in. There we go. Your hair smells good. Oh, my hair always <laughs> smells good. I actually don't smell it anymore. You always smoke it. <laughs> um, today, we are going to talk about comfort measures. What can you do when you're uncomfortable in labor? Because there is a myth out there both sides that it has to be this miserable horrific horrible traumatic thing one yep. or the opposite spectrum that it's going to be easy peasy and sometimes it's not and then people aren't prepared for either end of the spectrum and the in between so um they get frustrated they get frightened or whatever right and we have this myth um that labor is painful um and i know you're all looking at me like uh it is Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> labor is painful but it doesn't have to be and pain is really subjective and i think one of the things that makes it more uncomfortable is our perception of what it is um if we think it's going to be painful it's going to be horribly mm -hmm. painful. But if we adjust and kind of think about what our body's actually doing, because um, if you look at it like how many organs in our body are contracting every day and we never complain about them hurting? Mm -hmm. Our heart contracts all the time. Our stomach, our intestines, our bladders, they're all contracting just like this. So our uterus is just another organ in the body. So if we stop thinking of it as such a scary thing, then we tend to have less discomfort. Yeah. So one is how we're perceiving, how we're perceiving surges. So we like to call them surges instead of contractions because it's nicer. It is nicer. Perception and what was the one you just said? Perception and preparation. Yes. I think those are the two, the two P's. Right. So if we kind of changed our perception, one, thinking of it as not so scary that it's just a normal function in your body, and you're not scared when your bladder contracts, and you're not scared when your heart's contracting all the time, and we want that heart to contract, y'all. Please. Um, please. So if we kind of view it as this normal process, mm -hmm. then we tend to be less fearful and less fear creates less pain. Mm -hmm. 100%. So that's that's the first thing to come over. Um, and let's face it, probably 90% of American women feel like it's going to be horrible, and that's why you choose to do the epidural. But that's what we're told. Right. Y'all, stop telling people that. Stop telling your horror stories. Right. Yes, only nice stories. What does your button say from hypnobirthing? Tell me only good stories. My baby's listening. It's my baby's listening. And babies listening. do listen. We don't understand that they're completely aware of everything. And they're so smart. They're so smart and they hear it and they feel it. So fill them with positivity. Give them the good vibrations. Mm -hmm. Right. And on that same note, when you are so fearful, you actually create this stress hormone called catecholamines, which makes everything more painful and seeps into your baby. 
They don't like them. They don't like catecholamines. So comfort measures are real important. And the first, I think the first thing is to change our perception of what's going on in our body. And if we're more relaxed about what's about to happen, then we tend to have less discomfort. Yeah. And I think the second thing that's highly overlooked is the setting. Yes. So where do you feel most comfortable? And that looks different for everybody too. Yes, all three of us would agree that we like home birth best. But everybody doesn't, and that's okay. That's when we're so excited that there's options. Birth centers, home, and hospital. Inside, outside, and don't underestimate which room in the house makes you feel safest. Mm -hmm. For example, if you know the living room, people are gonna be coming in and out, or there's a big window where your neighbors might see, you might not feel super safe there. Some people look at it as um, like more of a cocoon. So where is your cocoon space? I always um, like to think back on a client that was really funny, but um, where would you masturbate? You feel safe there. If you wouldn't masturbate by your kitchen sink, I would. But everybody wouldn't. But if you wouldn't, well, now I probably wouldn't because my parents live there. I was just visualizing this. I just went to your house and it's really open, living room, kitchen. Her parents are just down the hallway off the living room. I'm like, huh. That would be a little odd. Yeah. And the kids, you go up these stairs, which is right there, that you come down the stairs, you can see right into the kitchen. I retract. No, I really would. Um, it would have to be the right circumstances, but you want to feel safe, and and that's important. So perception and setting. Absolutely. Um, and then the third part of that probably is preparation. When you talk about preparation, what have you done to prepare for this baby? Childbirth classes. There's all kinds of childbirth classes out there. Um, hypnobirthing. There's um, birth boot camp. Birth boot camp. Um, what's the other real big one? I love some of the local doulas um, lessons that they've put together. They've done a really, really good job at focusing yep. in on what kind of setting you're going to be at so that you're getting the education for what you're planning mm -hmm. for. Because depending on what class you pick, it's really streamlined to yeah. what your plan is. What was the other one? What? Bradley, Lamaze. Um, I mean, there's so many, and she's right. There's some great doulas out there that have prepared classes, and they're doing a really good job. So just prepare yourself for... So you have that knowledge and you're getting rid of that fear. Mm -hmm. um, there's videos. There's online ones. Evidence-Based Birth has a childbirth class oh, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't reviewed it, haven't seen it, so I don't know how good it is. But I'm saying they're all over the place. And there's tons of online opportunities. And go watch yes. 100 Million Births and mm -hmm. read books. Yes, and really the best one is the one that speaks to you. Yes. If you are, like, picking your butt and picking your nose while you're watching it, <laughs> that one doesn't speak to you. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever pick your nose or butt? <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> We're not going to let Andy derail us today. <laughs> I learned a really cool term did last night at the restaurant. I was so excited to tell you about it, but then I forgot about it this morning. Oh, you'll think of it. I'm like, oh, she'll so enjoy that if I bring it up. But now I don't remember. I'm going to derail us later if there's time. <laughs> So those are like the things you can do in advance, right? right. These are things you can do um, actively and, and in preparation for. The things that happen once you're in labor, 
really are dependent upon what you like and don't like because that's another key thing is you think oh i'm gonna want a massage i want somebody to rub my feet or i want somebody to rub my shoulders or stroke my hair because you love that out of labor but then when you get into those surges maybe you don't love it mm -hmm. so labor is the time where really um trial and error to figure out where it feels good where it doesn't feel good and that can even change from minute mm -hmm. to minute and it's okay to say no and mm -hmm. stop doing that yes um two points on that i think we have to separate early labor from active labor when you're in early labor y'all ignore it Ignore it for as long as possible. Go to the movies, go out to dinner, sleep in, take a nap. I mean, have sex. Have sex. Just ignore the whole process until you can't ignore it anymore. That's when you want to get the real work and where you really need comfort measures. Because if you're having these little surges and, you know, the surges are going to feel different ways. So they start off like soft here, like your chin, then they get a little harder like your nose, and then they get hard like your forehead if you're right here you're still in early labor relax relax mm -hmm. um, even if they're every five minutes but they're really soft your tummy's not hard then you're not in active labor um relax sleep in between just enjoy your day um, and then you'll get the work of active labor because if you do all this work and it's exciting so i know you want to like oh it's coming and you want to do like this whole thing and be theatric and dramatic because you're in labor yeah right and you want to play the part uh, but if you do all that by the time the work really starts you're tired mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so just go to sleep yeah and if it's in the middle of the night go back to sleep yep so let's do a few comfort measure things that are just your typical right yep things that we do all the time one of the ones that are going to help the best. And now we're in active labor. Early labor, it's like, what do you, what do you like? Maybe you do get a foot rub because that's relaxing. That's great. But in active labor, things that really, really work, water. Mm -hmm. The shower. Water, water, water. Mm -hmm. The shower on your back. Um, if you have one of those handheld jets, you can rub it. You can spray your belly. You can spray your back. Whatever brings you comfort. And also a birth pool. If you don't have a birth pool from your midwife, you can just get in your tub if your provider says that it's okay and it's time. Um, those muscles tend to relax in the warmth of the water and people call it the aquadural. Mm -hmm. It really does mm -hmm. relax you. Yep. But don't get in too early because it can relax you, relax you, and then everything peters out. Right. So early active labor, the shower, later active labor, like when you're in transition, um, bathtub. Yeah. Uh, that works beautifully. Um, effleurage, something I teach in my childbirth class. It's just a really light massage someone does with the back of your fingers. I'll show her. Do me. Like this. Really nice and soft. That is nice. With a surge. When you feel that sensation right here with someone doing that nice effleurage, you don't feel as much in the front. Mm -hmm. It de detracts from and, it. Um, a, a very seasoned midwife taught me a long time ago that you want to go with the grain. Like if you don't want to go, like if you shave your legs this way, you want to go with it. Because if you are prickly and you don't want to go against your wildebeest leg hairs. It will be so annoying. <laughs> or you don't want to rub back and forth. We're not doing a burn on the arm. Just <laughs> with the grain. Yes. Real nice. And typically, it's our spouses that do that. Like us as women, kind of know that they don't, they don't know, know what to do. But usually, they're they're trying to comfort you, and they're going, "You you got this, baby." And then they start this. going faster and faster. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, because they're getting anxious as you're getting anxious. And that's when we grab their hand and we go, "Stop." 
We're just painting. <laughs> just paint one way. <laughs> um, and the other thing partners like to do is kind of like mess with your hair or stroke your hair. Guys, nobody wants funky face hair and like things touching your lips. So you want to do the hair back, hair back, hair back every time. That yeah, feels nice. That's so nice. Or you just have Jackie, one of our birth assistants, come over and give you a nice little scalp massage and labor. She's beautiful at it. <laughs> so touch. Yeah. All that to say touch, but touch in the right way. And sometimes um, your partner is going to get to a place where they can only speak in one word. So nope is a full sentence. And it's not harmful. They're, that's all they can do in that moment to tell you, I don't like that. Don't do it like that anymore. No, it's a full sentence. And if I could really encourage any any of you women out there, sometimes we as women, we're like, we don't want to disturb somebody or, or we don't want to be emphatic in what we want or don't want in labor. Y'all, you deserve whatever you want in labor. So if you want it, ask for it. And if you don't like it, just say it. Really, your spouse, your your um, co-parent, we want your midwife, your doctor, we really like clear instructions. No, I don't like that. You don't have to be polite. You don't have to say please. Just let us know. No one's feelings are going to be hurt because you want something in particular. Right. It or helps you us to like help it. you better, right? And that's yeah. what we really want is for you to have a great experience and feel comfortable. And you should feel comfortable with your provider and to being that open and honest. And if you're not, then you should get a new provider. You should be able to say, I had someone the other day say, I don't want to talk about that. My weight's fine to me the other day. And it just made me giggle. Like, she's feeling really comfortable Bam. with me. She's feeling real comfortable with me. <laughs> I like that she did that. I might have, I might have cried. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would have been so proud. I Use know. That was really good. Um, other things that are really nice, especially if you're having some back discomfort or hip discomfort or hip squeezes. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a technique to this. So have um, a midwife, a nurse, a doula show you how to do this on your partner in advance. And then the birther actually has to be the one that says harder or softer because everyone has a different um, level and threshold for what, what they want. And that may change yeah. every surge. Mm -hmm. And that hip squeeze is usually right at the top of the hip bone. So if you're feeling the hip bones right here and you can feel what we call the iliac crest. That's a fancy word. Fancy word. The top of the hips. Usually that's where the hip squeeze happens right there. Um, that feels the best. That's so good. Um, and depends on what part of labor because early labor that might not feel good later labor it may feel terrific so again you may not like it in that moment but you might like it five minutes later um, and then you might like it and then five minutes later you hate it so those are all you have to use your words and tell us what you want yep. and then back pressure so that's mm -hmm. different than hip squeezing but still using your hands in a similar way so you want to go lower, lower back, like uh, right around the tailbone, and it can go up and down ever so slightly, depending where the baby is. And you, you really do push quite hard. Your arms will hurt the next day. Sorry, partners. This is where your work comes in. And you just give it all you've got, and you push down on that, um, that little spot right above your butt crack. And then you're going to let that person know what kind of pressure, how much how much or how little that you like. Because sometimes just a little pressure is perfect. Sometimes you want a whole bunch of pressure. And that's going to be, again, different during different parts of the labor of what you like and don't like. Absolutely. Um, something really simple that we underestimate, too, is just position change. Mm -hmm. Find a position that's comfortable. Yeah. The toilet's great, y'all. 
Sit backwards on it. Put a pillow on the back of your toilet. Sit backwards on it and just lay. I mean, it's a great place to labor. It's comfortable. Well, and it makes sense because when we're starting to feel like crampy in our belly, we're comfortable on our toilets anyway. So it makes us kind of at ease. Like if we are going to pee or we are going to poop or something's going to fall out, you're over the toilet. Yeah, it's perfect. Perfect. Um, cool cloths. That feels great, especially when you're in more of that active, almost pushing stage, when what we call transition, eight, nine centimeters. Cool, cool, you're working. And those cool cloths feel so good on your face and on your neck. They feel lovely. Because we do start sweating, and you'll start shaking sometimes when you're in transition, and this is hormonal, but people, when they see you shaking, tend to think, oh, she's cold. Get her a blanket. No, you like have sweat drops, right? So what they really want, get a little... Cool, um, a little bowl with some ice water in it, cold, and dip it in, wipe them. They don't want that hair stuck to their face. They don't want to feel sticky and gross. Nobody mm -hmm. likes that. And then after you wipe their face, you can just lay it right here on their chest or lay it right here on the back of their neck. It also helps with nausea to put that cold rag on either spot. And you don't want to rub. No. You really just want to dab, dab. Dab, dab. And no. don't miss a space. Yeah. You know when someone's scratching your back and they've missed a two-inch area <laughs> and you're like hyper-focused on the two-inch area that they've missed on the back? When you're wiping someone's face, hit all the spots. Jeez Louise. Yeah. It's my pet peeve. It's terrible. I always say like dads, um, like they fold it, fold it, and now they've got a cloth and wig and they're like... It's an airplane wet now. <laughs> I like just to open it up, maybe fold it over once so you're really getting the whole space. And, not and always, um, don't shock the the birther. Oh, yeah. Always prepare them. Here comes a rag. Cold rag coming. Or I'm going to put pressure. Now, like, always tell them that you're going to do it because they might have fallen asleep. Don't wake them up with the freezing cold <laughs> Antarctic towel. That's horrid. You want to say, cold rag coming. Yep. And movement is really great. Some women just love walking. Some people like swaying, doing the little dance. I think that's so yeah. sweet when you do the little dance with your partner. You know, like the high school dance. No, I'm doing like, I never high dance. to do it, but it's so pretty. <laughs> it's so pretty in labor. But it can be really super comforting. Mm -hmm. Well, and it takes off some of that weight from your back and lets your belly kind of uh, lean forward. Mm -hmm. It's nice. Yeah. Hands and knees. Get... That brings up a lot of comfort. At some point, the ball sucks. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Early labor ball is great, but later labor, nobody wants to sit on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the toilet's good. The toilet is good. I'm sure we're missing all kinds of things. But there's normal stuff, too, like if prayer's part of your oh, repertoire, yeah. prayer can be really great for a comfort measure because it just gets you to focus in on something else um, besides focusing on a discomfort. Um, so music some people love worship music but some people like salsa so it's like whatever it is you think make a few playlists because you might think you are going to love to have salsa music in the background or rock music in the background and then you're like no nah. so switch it up um and then of course all your breathing techniques that you've learned in your childbirth classes those are really important to keep you nice and calm and relaxed 
and coping and moaning. Don't you think moaning is amazing? Oh, birth noises are amazing. Yeah. Moaning is a release of that energy and what's going on and that anxiety. So I think moaning in labor is beautiful. And deep. Deep moaning. When you go deep moaning, it relaxes all your jaw muscles and your tongue. And we and know that pelvis. there's, right. We know there's a direct relationship between your vocal cords and the relaxation of your jaw and the relaxation of the muscles in your bottom. So if, if you're going to just, then all the muscles are even more tense, creating more discomfort. Where if you're relaxing your jaw, relaxing your bottom, everything's more relaxed. Babies come down. Right. And that's really where all your classes come in handy. It's to teach you how to relax and be as loose as possible and let your body do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, I know since I've been a midwife, which isn't hugely long, it's not like I've got a 30-year career, but in the six years, there's a huge difference between people who take work classes and people who don't. And how they relax and how efficient and faster labors are. Oh, yeah. Don't you agree? I agree. Yeah, everything moves faster when you can stay nice and relaxed. <laughs> when you tighten up, everything tightens up. And then the uterus tightens up more, I feel like. And it's it just everything gets... Right. And the more oxygen you bring to your body, that's through those deep breathing exercises, the less discomfort you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Breathe. And there's some other comfort measures, too, that are a little more interventive that um, different providers have different ones. Like, for example, we have nitrous oxide. Um, you can do water papules. Um, water papules are little injections they do underneath the skin at certain um, pressure points in your lower back. Um, they work really nice. They work really yes. well. It's amazing how well they work. Um, they do sting. They do sting a little bit. But there the is a little controversy nice. out there because um, a lot of people think you have to use sterile water for them to work. But I use saline, which doesn't sting, and they work just as well. Mm-hmm. It's more about the pressure it's on the, the four pressure. points. It's the pressure points, not so, sterile water. Um, it's a great option. The sterile water stings, though. Oh, it stings. Yeah. Um, and then nitrous. Nitrous mm-hmm. is nice. Really doesn't take pain away. I don't want anybody to think it's um, a numbing agent because it's not. It's uh, more of a relaxation agent. So once again, you can get past that anxiety part and all the discomfort kind of decreases a bit. And of course, there's an epidural if that's what you're choosing, which is a really valid option. Just know all the side effects from it. And then make sure you have a nurse that's really gonna help you move and change positions while you're in bed with that epidural because you don't want to just be sitting in one position for the next six hours on an epidural. You really do want to be changing positions. Right side, left side, sitting up, sitting up higher. Um, Elevate the leg, do a peanut ball. Yes. Anything you can. Yeah, so you really want someone. You can still sometimes do hands and knees with epidural help. Yeah, so there's, you still can be in different positions, because I feel Mm -hmm. like when you stay in one position on an epidural, that's when babies get in funky positions, and that's when you get funky long labors, and you don't get dilation, and eventually leads to C-section. So you want someone that is going to be willing to work with you if you want that epidural. Was there any questions or people just kind of talking to us? Hey, ladies. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Kim. Oh, man. I made a comment and Jennifer's husband came in. Imagine that. (laughs) He loves us. We know that, Marlon. We know you love us. Uh, Barriers, no barrier. Hip squeezes. Yes, Lindsay. Um, Those injections. Oh, yeah. Jennifer had the injections. Yep. 
So um, earlier we were talking about farting because we had a client <laughs> that said that her children think she doesn't fart because she's told them that she doesn't fart. <laughs> Jalen, do you fart? No. <laughs> I do. Um, I can almost fart on command. Yeah, yeah. And then that's what Shauna was like, I can control my butthole and I can fart on command. And I was like, that's pretty impressive, right? Well, I watched this um, video of these people who not only can fart on command, but they can manipulate to create certain sounds and actually Why? sing. Why were you watching that? Where did you find it at? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to show it to you because literally it's like a band playing music. It's amazing. I'm not that good. No, me either. I mean, I can brew one and save it. Like, I can save it. I'm proud of the salvaging of it to then release it at the right moment. So, are you like an internet surfer? Like, are you just like punching in things in the internet? I think I go in a wormhole of nonsense and then I'm like, can play music with this butthole? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know what we're going to watch during lunch now? (laughs) Party. Somebody can do that. What a gift. What a gift. I think it is. I think it's pretty good. Does it smell? It probably smells just because it's coming out of your butthole, but it's not like, it's like they're sucking the air. And then the way they've manipulated their butthole, it makes a different sound. That's great. It's amazing. And that that's was how my derailing. <laughs> that might entertain. Don't discount entertainment for comfort measures. Laughter. Yes. Laughter. Laughter's great. Helps bring a baby down. Brings up happy hormones. It's a great comfort. Look, she even said it laughing early in labor. Yay. Y'all are on it. Somebody took a class. <laughs> the fart penters. We should have some videos we can play to entertain people. <laughs> Love of them the up. farting? Of the farting, if that's what people like. If y'all like farting, I'm not going to fart a tune for you. Is a, farts are funny. It doesn't farts matter how old you are. What? They're hysterical. Uh, They're not nasty. That's our Midwife Monday, y'all. <laughs> farts are awesome. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.